Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're headed to the state capitol now. State Representative Mike Sparks uh, joins us here this morning. Mike, a busy time on the Hill? Well, it really is, Brian. I about forgot to call in. I just happened to look up, and I seen the time, and I thought, well, I better get outside. I'm out there on the porch of the Capitol overlooking East um, East Nashville. Beautiful view, looking at the Hermitage, looking at some of these tall skyscrapers, UBS building, First Horizon, uh, some of these uh, uh, nice uh, development that's going on down here, you know, seeing Andrew Jackson statue. Beautiful, beautiful day, and, um, uh, you know, just uh, fortunate to be living here in the great state of Tennessee and this great country. We have the freedom to debate and argue and fuss and fight and cuss over issues, and there's probably going to be a little bit of that here in the next uh, the rest of the day. Well, um, I, there's been some of that this week. Um, there was... Was there a committee thing that happened with you this week? I, I saw some some things on online and, and whatnot. I just uh, was it education committee oh, no, or that something? Was a couple weeks. Ago. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, you're, you're talking about education. Which day? Well, you know, here, here's what people don't see. One, the media really doesn't. You don't really get the truth. You get the truth on WGNS because it's 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 sincere. You're hearing it live and in person. Um, I had a, I think it was about social. Uh, it was about moral teaching in school. And I had brought up the fact that one of the reasons we're losing teachers, and it's hard to retain and recruit teachers. A lot of teachers are upset with the, the, the behavior of kids today, the behavior of students today, the lack of accountability, the lack of respect from young people. And I had brought that up, and I made the comment. I, I used the word inner city, which I have some of inner city, and I guess that's a trigger word you can't say today. But it goes back to my argument, the First Amendment's under attack. I mean, it's... Um, it, you know, when we've got the thought police out there, you don't have the the marketplace of ideas to to have debate and discussion. People want to shut you down. That's a First Amendment violation. And I've been saying it for years. I mean, there's the cancel culture, and uh, cancel culture has come against me. But um, but that's why I'm learning media. That's why I got a journalism class tonight, and um, uh, to try to combat this stuff and get the truth out. And um, uh, in fact. Um, Folks are welcome to text me their ideas on some of what's going on today. We got the NFL, or the Titan Stadium. We've got Nashville. They're wanting to push to raise their hotel motel tax. Nashville is the highest in the nation. I showed it the other day. People didn't believe me. Nashville is higher in LA, Sacramento, Boston, New York City, and uh, I don't think I think our priorities are getting a little um, going a little astray sometimes. Um, and I want to support the governor. I want to support leadership, but I don't. I don't plan on voting for this uh, tax increase. I don't plan on voting for this um, this five hundred million dollars of uh, uh, to help fund this stadium. I don't think it should be a priority when we've got young people that can't afford to even find a place to live. We're having a tough time with workforce development. We're having a tough time with this uh, fentanyl crisis. We had an overdose just last week in my community. Um, our prisons, uh, prison budgets increase a double since I've been up here, $600 million, $1.2 billion. I think the drug problem should be the main priority for everyone. I think it is a priority for some, um, but I think it's more important than this $500 million for this Titan Stadium. Well, and that's part of the uh, conversation that will happen today. Is it up for a vote today? It, it will be. Uh, it's it's the Senate. The Senate took it out, which some of us voted for yesterday to 
to have two separate votes where you're not, you know, I hate to vote against the budget, and then this is lumped in it. Uh, so the Senate took it out. The Senate's been a little bit more um, conservative, fiscally conservative, than the House side has. Uh, and I like to think we're more fiscally conservative. But, um, but uh, you know, there's a few of us that have concerns. I mean, look at Metro. They, they increased their tax rate, what, 34% last year, I believe it was, two years ago. Uh, I mean, the cost of housing. What, what happens in Nashville doesn't stay in Nashville. It comes to Rutherford County. Their trash comes to Rutherford County. Their crime comes to Rutherford County. All this growth, all these folks moving in from California and Detroit and New York, I don't really see how that's blessed the average person in my community. Now, people are welcome to text me, 525-3198, and disagree or agree. Um, I've been listening to people, and uh, most people I've talked to um, don't 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 care, don't think it's the government's role to go fund a half-million-dollar, two-point, I believe it's now two-billion-dollar stadium. Well, um I guess on the flip side of that, you've heard about the tourism dollars that could be brought in, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, yep. is, is there an offset there? Do you see anything positive well, about it? Great, well, great, great, great comment. Well, you know, I, I commented this, and some people don't like you to use Scripture up here, so I use the Scripture in Proverbs. I said uh, uh, there's there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors, the wisdom in multitude of counselors, not wisdom in one or two lobbying groups, not wisdom in in big corporations. There's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So I look to economists. I, I, I quoted a Vanderbilt economist that said it's, it's been proven that, that stadiums really don't increase your, your revenue. And look at, if, if it's so great, how come Metro is in the financial bind they are in? How come they had to raise taxes on the average citizen that really doesn't benefit off this stadium, off all this growth? So if it's such a great thing, how come it hadn't didn't work last year? It didn't work five years ago. Metro's in a having a having a tough time, and I think they're going to continue to have a tough time. Well, um, I mean, the Titans, what uh, they built that in ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight, yeah, somewhere and it's still not paid for. So yeah. I, I, I forgot how much money. I hate to throw a figure out, but it's millions of dollars that's still owed on it. So we haven't even paid that debt off, and then we're going to go fund a half billion dollars. I mean, there's still some unanswered question i just don't think the time is right i haven't been sold on it um i'm sure i'm going to get a lot of calls and and stuff uh from this interview but um but for the average person out there that's suffering with inflation that's worried about a damn nuclear holocaust that that, that could happen in this country with all the stuff going on in this world the high price of gas at 384 dollars under uh this current administration I just don't think a stadium is the priority. Um, and I haven't seen, I mean, people are welcome to send me quotes from, from economists out there. Uh, I've, been, I've been reading them and studying them, and um, I'm just not sold on it. I'm just not sold on it. Well, Mike, uh, before we wrap up with you, uh, you want to tell me a little bit about why we're going to be talking to Diane Canada in a few seconds? Yeah. Diane, Diane ran for office, uh, I believe, two years ago. She ran against Bob for him. You know, Bob was on the radio with us um, uh, last, last fall talking about the drug uh or last year talking about the drug the drug situation and um uh and i was appreciative of him opening up and sharing a, an experience in his own family of somebody or an acquaintance that, that passed and but diane ran against him did, didn't make it um and she got close though but she has got a, a leadership series it's called lady up america that's and and ironically today she'll be teaching she'll be teaching entrepreneurship class at the state's women's prison and remember, some of these women that are in prison, they're there because of a drug problem. 
they're there for, for crimes that could have easily happened to many of us. I mean, you could be sitting beside somebody in church, and then five years later, they've got a, they've you know become addicted to pain pills or something. So she, her heart's in the right place. Very talented lady. So Diane Canada with uh, uh, her group's called Lady Up America. You can find her app out there or just search her. But uh, I believe she's on on hold and gonna. I think just whatever she wants to talk about her leadership and reaching people. She's got a heart for people, you know. Um, and I think that's what we got to get back to, which is a conservative issue, by the way. Taking care of people is conservative and is a Christ-like approach, too. So thank you, Brian, for uh, for allowing me to, to call in from the Capitol. Sure thing. Mike, I appreciate it. All right, take care. Bye-bye. And uh, State Representative Mike Sparks, we're going to catch up with Diane Canada in just a moment. When you turn to Turner Security, powered by TechCorp, you can leave your security issues at the door. Security, access control, cameras, and much more for your business and home. No long-term contract. We keep your business because we did a great job, not because you sign a five-year agreement. One call does it all for your security and technology needs. Online at turnersecurity.us. That's turnersecurity.us. Turn to Turner Security. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back here on the show, we're going to switch gears. Talking to Diane Canada now, um, ladyupamerica.com. You can find out lots of information there. Uh, Diane, first of all, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me on this morning. Absolutely. It was good to hear from Mike there, too. Enjoyed yeah. that. Good to hear from you uh, as well. So kind of uh, reset us here. I, I know that we've uh, had conversations before, but kind of give us an update on uh, what is Lady Up America and, and what are you doing there? Yes. Yeah, so as Mike said, I ran for office and had a real good front row seat to a lot of the you know political issues that people are real worried about right now. And uh, but as I as my campaign ended, you know people would say, "Oh, well, you can go back to your normal life now." And I'm like, "No, I really can't. You know, I've seen too much. I, I, I care too much now about the community issues and all that. So I wanted to just find a way that I could still be of service and." So it has evolved into me creating Lady Up America, which is an app um, where I'm teaching the everyday moms, everyday women out there, how to become really masterful influencers in these tough cultural conversations, you know, trying to win people back to our conservative values, but in a modern, graceful way where it doesn't erupt into fights and arguments where we can actually bring some, you know, bring down the temperature, start to reunite our country. And moms, I just think, especially, I mean, women in general, but especially moms, they're so concerned for their children's futures right now. And I think they have superpowers. They just don't know what to do. They want to do something. They just don't know what to do. So that's what I'm hoping to do is fill that gap and say, hey, here's, here's a way that you can, right from your kitchen table, start to make an impact in the community and you don't have to get political to do it. You know, politics, when you just say the word politics, many people just cringe or roll their eyes and, (laughs) you know, they see the divisiveness and, and, uh, you know, you hear comments like it just, it doesn't work. And, you know, there's stalemate and and this, that, and the other. And so it kind of sounds like to me, it's what you're doing here is kind of a grassroots effort to try to, uh, chisel away some of the ice from the uh, the frigid temperature it is between political mm-hmm. parties, maybe. Yeah, it, it, that's a great way to put it, Brian. And, you know, 
I, don't, I mean, nobody likes to get political, you know, and I think nowadays there's so many people that are turned off by both parties. You know, I mean, I'm, I was running as a Republican, but I get it. I mean, and on both sides of the aisle, there's, you know, there are things that are cringeworthy, you know, and I think that the average person out there, they just want to raise their kids. They want to, you know, enjoy their homes. They want to enjoy their communities. They don't, they don't want to get in that political ring, you know, and, but politics, unfortunately, is at their doorstep right now. So it, it's part of conversations like never before. And so people are losing friendships and they're losing family members and, you know, it's sad. And so how, and a lot of people are just opting out of the conversations because they don't know how to have them. And so that's the piece that I really wanted to speak to is how to, how do we approach these conversations in a way that's not political, it's not partisan, but yet it's very much about, you know, the soul of America and, you know, that term is thrown around a lot, you know, we're after the soul of America. And what does that mean? The, the foundation of Lady Up America is we had seven founding values that preceded the Constitution, and they are the actual identity of America. And most people can't name them, you know. And so the soul of our country is lost because everybody's confused. <laughs> they don't know yeah. who we are anymore. So I want to bring that back. You know, um, I had a conversation with our local election administrator about, um, um, you know, we've got county primaries going on and uh, early voting going on now and and just um, the lack of, of interest in some really big races for, you know, county mayor, sheriff, um, and, and there's a lot of apathy when it comes to that. Uh, you get a higher turnout, obviously, in a presidential election, but these local offices impact you maybe to a greater extent than um, than the national races. Yeah, that that's 100% true. I didn't realize until I was in the political realm how important local elections are, and they are so important. I think there's two things maybe that I've observed that's going on. And first of all, a burnout. I think a lot of people are just burnout on politics after this really tough last election. And I think people feel like it's futile. You know, um, and then the second thing is, I think people just don't, um, they just don't have time. They don't have room on their plate to add in, um, and I hate to say it, but just to add in the effort it takes to research their local candidates and kind of figure out what's going on there at the local level. Um, I, I think people just feel overwhelmed right now, and they're tired, and they're burnt out. I mean, this everything we've been through the last couple of years, people are just tired. But I would encourage them to... You know, anyone listening, I would encourage you to just make make that time. Just pick up, you know, get, they can go. There are apps out there. Go Vote Tennessee um, is an app, and you can get it, and it makes it real easy for you to look up your local candidates and um, and find out who they are. And just it doesn't take much. I mean, with the Internet these days, we can find out pretty quickly. So I would encourage people to do it. It's worthwhile because every, all politics really are local. I, I found that out, you know, on the campaign trail. I really did. We've got Diane Canada with us today. We're talking about uh, Lady Up America. You can find out a lot more at LadyUpAmerica.com. You talk about um, not only the challenging political climate that we're in, but the the conversations about um, our culture, about America, the the, the tough conversations. What what do you think are the, the top two or three things that we should be very concerned about and try to open up conversations about these things? 
Yeah, so in general conversation, I think for the moms, I think the um, CRT and the wit and wisdom going on in the schools right now, I think that's very, very important to moms. So um, the, the curriculum for their children, um, I think that would be first and foremost. I think the election integrity issues are very important for them. And the gender, um, the, the, the gender issues, you know, things involving, um, you know, transgender children being able to compete in, you know, the other, the opposite sex sports, that's, that's real heavy on, on the minds of moms right now. Mm. Um, so if, if I had to pick the top three, I'd say those were, those were them. Of, of course, the inflation, inflation for sure. If I, maybe can I add one more? Sure. <laughs> you know, inflation is huge. I mean, families are really struggling to make it right now with, you know, this administration's um, lack of, let's just say lack of uh, concern over fiscal responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, uh, the, the curriculum and the, the gender issue kind of mesh together a bit, do they not? Um, well, I, I would say, I would say they're similar, but, but I think they're, I think they are two different things because, you know, with, with the CRT and the wit and wisdom, it's really promoting a spirit of, shame and guilt and things like that on the identity politics side. Mm. Um, but with the gender issues, that's more of, you know, bringing in the sexual, um, and a lot of that is mixed in with the CRT curriculum, but it's more of this trying to normalize the perverse, I call it, you know, trying to say this is, this is a normal situation. This, you know, we should almost, you know, I, I'm a believer in, in the Bible. I believe what God says to be true. And, you know, God, I don't believe God makes mistakes on our, on our gender, you know, and, and I know I probably get calls about this too for people listening that don't agree and that's all right, but that's just my personal belief. And, and I think a lot of moms, especially Christian moms in America feel that way. And so there is a, a normalizing that's trying to happen. I mean, I'm hearing things like from California trying to normalize pedophilia, you know, trying to actually, they passed a law out there. They're trying to pass a law. I don't know if it actually went through where, you know, children under a certain age would no longer be, you know, it would no longer be unlawful for a pedophile to engage, you know, with that child if they were consensual, no matter if they were under 18. You know, so there's, there's just a big attempt, I think, um, to normalize this, and moms are outraged by it, and I don't blame them. I, I am, too. Uh, before our time gets away, um, and we've got maybe a minute and a half here or so, I, I think you're, you're speaking today, as, of, of all things, uh, coming up a little later on. Uh, yeah, well, actually, yes, I'm, I teach in the women's prison hmm. here, the, um, the Deborah Johnson prison. It's the maximum security prison for women, and I've been teaching there for three years. It's part of the best program, so there are other instructors, too, that teach different curriculum under that program. Uh, but it's an acronym that, sounds for, that stands for Building Entrepreneurs for Success in Tennessee. And I'll tell you, Brian, you know, my heart is so in this work because we are all one bad decision away from being in there. <laughs> you know, there, yes, there are people who've made mistakes. There are also people in there that, that really are innocent. But, but no matter what, these women, a lot of these women have never been told they're valuable. They've never been told, they never had a chance. And when, and some of them just made bad decisions and they have to pay the consequences for that. I'm not saying that, you know, because I want to always be mindful of the people that, that they hurt. You know, there were people on the outside that they hurt and we want to take responsibility for that. But a lot of these women, you know, they, they're coming out of this program that we're teaching 
with a renewed sense of, of value in themselves. Uh, they are, can now come out and be contributors to society. They're not, not going to be hopefully going back in. The recidivism rate is very, very low with this program, so we're not you know, having a revolving door of them coming in and out. And they actually can come out and build businesses of their own from, you know, even with shoestring budgets. So I teach them how to do that, but it's really more of a ministry to me in a lot of ways, too. You, they've got to believe that they can. Um, and, and even if they can't build businesses initially, it makes them way better employees because now they understand the pain <laughs> of, their, of their employer. They understand how hard it is to run a business. And so it, it makes them better employees until they can afford to save up and open their own. So, Diane, about um, Lady Up America, I mean, is for someone who's saying, you know, I, I want to check this out, what, what's, what's the best way for someone to get more information about what you're up to and um, maybe get the app and all that kind of thing? Kind of tell us where we can do all of that. Yeah, thank you. Well, they can go to the app stores. Um, they're in, it's in Google and the Apple stores. They can just search Lady Up America and download the app. And there is free content in there that they can access right away. Um, so that's probably the best way. Um, or they can go to ladyupamerica.com um, for a little bit more information just about us in general. And are, are there events? Do you do you do public events or, or mm -hmm. things of that nature that uh, folks might be interested in knowing? Yes, thank you for reminding me about that. Yes, every, um, every month, twice a month, we meet for workshops. And it gives women the opportunity to practice what they're learning on the app. So all of these techniques um, in Lady Up America, we get a chance to come together in person and practice them. So our next event will be May 3rd. It's on a Tuesday evening at 6 o'clock. And we uh, hold the event in Nashville at, at Operation Stand Down in Nashville. So it's a beautiful event center, and um, it's a real warm time for women to come together and, and just fellowship but practice these really important techniques and start seeing a pretty serious uh, needle move in their own sphere of influence. Um, they don't have to become, they don't, I don't want them to think about becoming world changers because that's pretty overwhelming, but they can change the world around them today with these techniques. Diane, it's uh, been a pleasure. We'll have to do it again sometime soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Brian. Y'all have a great day. Absolutely, you too. That's uh, Diane Canada joining us today, uh, talking about Lady Up America. Again, you can find out more information at ladyupamerica.com, or uh, as she mentioned, just search on your uh, iPhone or Android device in the App Store for Lady Up America, and you'll find the app. All right, have a great day out there, everybody, and we will see you next time right here on Rutherford Issues.